This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Peter Shout out to that guy, yes. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, there's something going on this Friday. The world's number one sports and recreation podcast is Cheap Heat. You may know it as Cheap Heat, baby. We're back yet again. And yes, I did bring the Jimmy Hart voice into my new podcast, Over the Top with Michelle Beadle. And big shout out to all of you peckerheads who went and subscribed and downloaded, et cetera, et cetera. I appreciate it. I think we're doing pretty good. I mean, I don't know. It seems like I'm getting good feedback. It seems like the people are enjoying um, so far. You know, you look at the stupid charts and see whether you, like, did at least the bare minimum so you would pop up on the charts for the, the first week, and it seems like we did that. You know, all those charts are misleading and they're heavily, they favor people who are starting a new podcast, right? So like right now we're 42 in sports. The question is like, do you stay there? Do you have sustained listenership that allows you to stay there? Or the algorithm is such that just because you had a big first week, you get up high and then you disappear to be never heard from again. Um, Either way. All we can do is the show we're doing. I thought it was a really good first one. My sound was kind of messed up, which is, is annoying. I it's I'll I take the ownership for it. I should have sent them my local audio. I didn't. So, you know, I yeah. As, and, and Troy rightfully made a face. I assume Troy, we were using like this new tech over there. I just assumed they would tell me if there was a risk that it could do the same thing that we have on Riverside, which is like when you have live audio all coming into one space. If you talk over each other, it can sort of mute one person out i sort of assumed that wasn't on the table which is my bad so i didn't end up giving them my local audio and now in retrospect i should have because my local audio this is so nerdy i'm so sorry guys when i say local audio i mean like me into my mic recorded onto my computer i'm i'm getting a processor so i can be even better than i am but I'm sure you would argue, Troy, that my local audio is on the much better side of all audio you receive. Yes, at all times, local audio is, is the way the, to go. And I have a go. good mic. The roadcaster's good. High, everything's pretty high quality. But yeah, you, you just want to do local, and I didn't. So now they're doing a tech thing with me today after I do this. But I'm like, I already oh, know what the answer is. The, the answer is I just should have sent my local audio. That, yeah. That's it. You, no. you were the, this sounds like such one of those unnecessary, could have been an email meetings. Oh, yeah. You there's already no, know the problems. The, I know. They're going to be, oh, well, they said something about like I, I distorted a little bit at times. And I'm like, that's still only because it was going over the thing. It's not going to distort on my. Have I ever sent you audio that's distorted locally? No. I mean, anytime you're using audio that was recorded over the internet, you run the risk of distortion. Distortion pops, et cetera. I just, I, I kind of know this is a waste of time. I'm like tempted to call them and te- say like, and then Hot 97 has been telling me that my mic comes in 
a little different than everybody else's because I've been using this instead of the Shure mics that everyone else uses. So I might go back to my Shure, but I also might just get a, a processor that will make my voice more like everybody else's. I just have so much crap here already. It's like I need, I need to one day live in a place where my studio room is a real studio room, and I, I pay an engineer thousands of wow. dollars to come in and set it up so it's like a radio studio and like yeah. it's just done. You know what I mean? Like I hate that it's on. It's always in some level of flux, which is so irritating. Like I'm always moving one thing, changing another thing. I wish it just like felt like a station. I sat down at my mic. I hit on. If I connect to a radio show, I hit my Comrex and choose which radio show I'm connecting to. And I know that's on the table. Like, you know what I want? I want what Ariel's studio that he works out of. Like, I basically want that in my house where it feels like that in my home. It, it's completely set up. All I do is get on the mic and go. Big screen connects to people easily. Like, all of that is just perfection. Um, Sam Sam Roberts is the best version I've ever seen at home. His is very strong. Well, once over the top takes off, you will have all the money in the world to install that home studio you dream of. From your mouth to God's ear, Troy the Goy. Um, we're going to be joined by Dipperstein. Will you let Dip know that when he shows up, he's just going to be on, so to try as be as prepared as he can, so he doesn't turn into the Miz Rebel. Where he starts That's going. Impossible. Ah, 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 ah. The the tech, you know, you know what Dipperstein sounds like. If anyone out there listens to Howard, uh, when Dipperstein starts complaining about tech, he sounds like Howard's impression of his father. Everything you do is that's like where I hear when Dip starts getting angry at the tech. What can you do? It's the world we live in, everyone. Um, tomorrow is. A, a a big ple from saudi arabia riyadh to be exact it dawned on me as we get ready for crown jewel that even if i never travel for one of the wwe ple's to saudi arabia because i don't know if they're ever going to have me do the kickoff shows internationally or not it dawned on me yesterday i was talking to friend of the show um andreas hale and another friend of the show, uh, Mr. Big E. And it just sort of dawned on me that, like, I'm going to end up going there for something at some point. It, it's basically becoming unavoidable. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. But but the, the every fight is there now. So it's just hard for me to imagine that I'm not going to, at some point, for some event, be there. Um, I did enjoy the Nganu Fury fight. Did you watch Nganu Fury? Oh, yeah. Um, I have to tell you, you're very close with Ariel. I texted with Ariel. I think Ariel was dead wrong as we bring in Dipperstein. Dipperstein, did you watch the um, fight live last week? I only watched the clips. For some reason, I you know how much I love combat sports, and I also love wrestling. I, I still think it's great. It is great. I, um, I didn't really have that much interest in watching this fight. Hmm. I, I don't know. For me, it's like I have interest in watching two big wrestlers wrestle and two big MMA stars grapple and two big boxers box and two schmageggy TikTokers fight. Be, fight. <laughs> but when they start crossing over, you lose interest. It, it, yeah, I, I lose interest a little bit, and I, of course, there's exceptions to that rule. Um, with you know, with the Paul brothers and stuff, I, you know, I, I'm interested to see what I'm interested to see them lose. Is <laughs> the truth? No, oh, that's that that's but good. That's good heel work right there. I'm interested to see them lose, and I don't. I I, I totally respect them for getting just bag after bag after bag. No, they're bagging and bagging. Oh, I've never seen bagging like this. I mean, they should be working at uh, at, at at Vons or Ralphs or Bristol Farms or Whole Food. Yeah, but they're bagging up a storm. I get it though. I I understand why that happens. I but you've seen so. Okay, you you've only seen highlights. I watched on a cell phone. You know, with with Johnny Nitro looking over my shoulder, it was it wasn't an ideal viewing experience, but 
I really do feel that Ariel, I have a hot take. Not only do I believe Ariel is dead wrong in his take that like Nganu won the fight clearly. I, I think he knows he's wrong. And I think he's working all of us because he's Mr. MMA. Because the truth is, A, Nganu, I guess there's a world in which you could argue he won the fight. But with the exception of the the knockdown, which was awesome, I do think he was the effective aggressor a bunch. But by and large, Troy, and I know you're more MMA than boxing, but by and large, it was a very fury fight. He kept Ngannou at a distance. He landed safely. He honestly recovered from the knockdown immediately and generally did what he did. He wasn't impressive. Ngannou absolutely won the night. But I still think Tyson Fury won the fight, and I I respect what Ariel's doing, repping for his sport. But I I'm sorry, I that was a regular, boring kind of ugly Tyson Fury win to me, with an impressive Engano knockdown in the middle. How do you feel about that, Troy the Goy? Yeah, the MMA world, Ariel included, simply just picking with the heart, letting the heart cloud the better judgment. Nganu certainly had moments. If Nganu had won the decision, I'm not mad about it. it I've certainly absolutely. seen worse. I've yes. seen worse uh, wins in my life had he won. But f- the way that boxing is scored is who wins more rounds. Fury won more rounds than Nganu. Now, Nganu's moments were more they were impactful better moments. and memorable than Furies. And because of that, we've all given Nganu a moral victory. But by boxing rules, like Tyson Fury won that fight. Um, Troy, we've never been more in lockstep. And know, if you saw the physical, the physical look of each of them on Monday shows that Nganu had a better night too. But yeah, just in terms of scoring rounds, I had it narrowly for Fury. Um, and guess what? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I I think it's fun that the MMA world is riding so hard for Nganu, like knock yourself out. But yeah, it was a boxing match, and Tyson Fury won that boxing match in ugly Tyson Fury-like fashion. I'd love to see them do it again. Um, I also wonder, you know, I wonder what would happen if they did it again. I also wonder what would happen if we end up seeing Nganu versus Joshua. You know, Ariel and many others are now like, if he did that to Fury, he's going to beat everyone. And I'm like, let's see. I I, I was super impressed. I root for Nganu because he's a lovely gentleman. Um, but I'm very curious to see what happens if he takes on more matches and frankly props to Nganu who basically, you know, showed Dana White, uh, a lot. Yeah. Dana, Dana doubted him, doubted his ability to go get big money in box and he did it props to Francis Nganu. Um, Dipperstein, I, I know that you're generally slow during the week when it comes to catching up with all that is wrestling. Have you seen Wednesday's dynamite yet? As we record this on Friday? No. Uh, I, well, I won't, there's not anything to ruin particularly, um, but I did really enjoy the main event, which was Max finally accepted the Acclaim's offer to team up, um, and they had their match against Jay White and company at the end. A lot of fun. A lot of fun, man. Like, I, I, I just, I got to tell you, I, I don't want to overly heap praise ridiculously day after day on Max, who we, you know, you know, we love, but man, like they are finding a way, you know, by hook or by crook to keep that show interesting on the back of Maxwell Jacob Friedman every single week. Well, you know, and, and this was another week where not a ton happened, but you ended up being super engaged by MJF story throughout the night of him looking for partners and him sort of being the heelish baby face that he is now, where he makes fun of some baby faces, he likes others, he's reluctant about working with the acclaimed. It's a, it's a very, very good time. I think it's fair to say that Max is almost like entirely carrying the company on his back at this point. I mean, it just really feels like that more than ever. And I mean, he, he's being booked in a scattered but extremely effective way. I mean, it's kind of crazy how how much it feels like he is really more than week ever to week, more than ever. And I, I I have been watching for the most part. I didn't watch Wednesdays yet, but it just feels like oh my god, you know. No, week after week, he's doing more than ever. And I never, I didn't imagine his his babyface run going this long. And it's a perfect transition to some news outside the ring 
that Ric Flair has signed a multi-year deal with AEW. Um, and I the transition for me is simply that watching Max last night, this babyface version of Max, it really does remind me of Ric Flair, who for the most part in his career was always this super effective heel. But because he was so effective as a heel, he'd have moments of being a babyface in which it totally worked. And yet when you thought about him in the long run, you thought about him as a heel. That's just kind of what the character was. And I think Max is a good comp. I have to tell you, I was super pleasantly surprised about Flair showing up for the Sting thing. I am legitimately surprised, though. Like, wow, that he decided to sign a multi-year deal with AEW Dip. I I just thought when he, when he showed up, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, Nate is such a lifetime WWE guy at this point. They probably don't even care. They're probably like, hey, go have some fun with Sting. Not a big deal. But I am surprised now. It's a multi-year deal at his age. I mean, to be with AEW for the foreseeable future to me is is surprising and, and a little weird. It is weird. Uh, you know, it just cra- it, it's like <clears throat> he's not a wrestler anymore. And so, you know, if you see – you know, Ric Flair at the bar at the WrestleMania hotel <clears throat> during, you know, WrestleMania one year, it's like, oh, he came to support his his son-in-law and his daughter and he's there and he's with all the boys in WWE and it's all fun and games or whatever. And then sort of like, it was like a, he's like firmly a WWE person. And then, well, then he'd come him, in and out of being, but then he'd also be there. He'd during the pandemic have a run on TV for six months. He'd, yeah. And then he, he, he inducted the great Muda into the hall of fame this year. And so to see him sort of on the programming and just being, yeah, look, he, Ric Flair is the greatest wrestler of all time. Okay. Uh, he's a W he, he's a WWE person through and through. Um, and and should be and could be until he dies. What I will say is, though, there is no question that, you know, the man needs the bag of Roonies. And this is, of course, what this is all about. He probably can't stay away from wrestling. WWE isn't interested in having him on TV anymore. He's a little, you know, shaky and it's not exactly what it was. And he's kind of a loose cannon and you're not sure what he's going to do and say. And even though it's all taped, they could use him backstage. You still don't know what you're going to get. And, you know, in AEW, he can, they can incur the risk of him doing and saying crazy things because it's kind of a lawless, <laughs> it's kind of lawless programming. And so they can put somebody like Ric Flair out there or what, and, you know, and it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Hogan popped up in, in AEW eventually, you know, plus, you know, you have Tony playing with his LJNs and he's like, I have an L, there's an LJN that's missing. It's the Ric Flair LJN. Neat. So. Would I like to see a MJF Sting Flair visual in the ring or something? I don't know. I keep begging for Max to be the one to retire Sting. It doesn't look like that's going to happen, unfortunately. But um, I I don't know. I'm just saying I don't. I just don't. You know, doesn't look at it like it's headed in that direction. It would be nice to see uh, an MJF Sting visual, or excuse me, an MJF Sting Flair visual. Well, there, we, I, you'll definitely get the MJF Flair one. That will happen. He's so lucky. I guess Max is so lucky, for better or for worse, to at his age with his level of success, just still have the opportunity to work with Ric Flair, regardless of what it is, and 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 with Sting. That's Nothing very I cool. Say to his face. No, I mean, well, and the Flair thing will absolutely happen. Um, okay, so let me ask. I mean, could MJF could MJF and Ric Flair be like a like a like a team? Yeah, sure. sure. It could be it, it could be Flair manages him. It could be they build a friendship and then MJF turns on him and beats the hell out of him and it's a great way to get him heel again. There's a lot of things you could do that would be fun. Uh MJ Flair, you know, Flair teaches MJF how to really be rich, you know what I mean? Takes him out to buy a Rolex and do all. Like there's a lot you could do there that could be a lot of fun. Um, well, I know the other way around. That's that's a great idea. By the what way. the other way around? Yeah, Ric Flair teaching Max how to be rich. No, that's what I said. You're, oh, I think you said you, MJF telling Rick how to be rich. No, no, I, Rick I, teaching MJF like, no, this is what you want to spend your money on. This is what, and then at the end of it all, MJF beats the hell out of him and is like, "You're a broken down jabroni who spends money as soon as you get it. You can't teach me a thing about it. I'm old money. What are you talking about?" And just beat the hell out of him.
I, I love the idea of of him taking Max to like the Rolex store and and him like buying, you know, uh, Gucci loafers and whatever else. And then Max is teaching him about investments in real estate. <laughs> There's a lot to be done there. Um, but yeah. I will say you're entering a very blurry territory and some would say they've already entered it of like just late WCW just bring in everybody and 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 Dipperstein if the goal at some point with AEW was to provide an alternative product it feels as if almost everything ends up being based around huge WWE names I mean it's not really an alternative product I mean even it's still like Tony Schiavone interviewing Edge is interesting, right? You're like, wow, Tony Schiavone and, and Adam Copeland, not something I ever pictured. It's cool. But ultimately, when Edge's music hits and he comes out there doing the Edge thing, you're watching WWE. Like, this isn't AEW. This is literally a WWE guy just getting to be celebrated somewhere else. And it's cool, but, like, you you start to risk being 1999 WCW. It, it just gets dangerous just sort of observing in the last few months or whatever <clears throat> and having watched the, the Kenny and, and MJF match finally um, and then really intently watching it, stuff like that, watching the last couple of pay-per-views, the true difference, and I've said this before, the true difference between AEW and WWE is the quality of in-ring wrestling that you're getting week to week and pay-per-view to pay-per-view. There is some incredible matches going on in WWE, you know, and I would say more so than there was maybe five years ago, even when, you know, it just seemed a little, you know, less focused on that. You're getting incredible matches in WWE. But I find myself watching these matches between MJF and Kenny Omega and saying, I can't miss, I can't go to the bathroom because I want to see, I'm rewinding to spots to see the execution of what some of these guys are doing and gals are doing in, in AEW. So you, you don't get that type of, you don't get the quality and risk taking of in-ring performance in WWE like you do in AEW. To me, that is really the only difference besides like a, the, the, I don't want to say the only, I want I want to retract that. Yeah. Be, be there's careful. Many, you be, there's many differences. Get, yeah. There's many differences, but the starkest difference to me when I'm watching week to week is you see the the like you you hold on to every move in some of these big matches in AEW and in WWE it's like you ultimately know what the result of every match is going to be and you know we watch it we you know re- by the way wrestling's great I, I love wrestling I think it's yeah, great. and it is no it's really great but I would wrestling's say AEW, great, AEW is less predictable on who wins the matches oh, okay but that's I mean. I don't want to go as far as saying who cares, but I'm it's kind of who cares. I mean, it's nice. It means that you get to enjoy the wrestling on TV more. You are allowed that as a fan to care about the in-ring wrestling more because you don't know what the result is likely to be. I'll put it to you this way. That's have, nice. That's nice. I don't know how true. important it is in the grand scheme of things, but it's it's nice. I ha- that's I agree with that. I have a million wrestling friends, as you can imagine. As, uh, as yeah. you, two, some would you say know, too you, many. You know, you know people that watch wrestling. I, I know some, sure. Yeah. The amount of people that said to me, regardless of personal connections, <laughs> the amount of people that said to me, "You need to watch the MJF Kenny Omega match," was overwhelming. The amount of people that reached out to me and said, "Have you seen Max's match from the other night with Kenny?" Okay. How many times does that happen a year in WWE where, where, where people are like, you have to have, you have to watch that match. That match was insane. Oh, only a few, I mean, a few times a, couple, a year. One or two times. I mean, the last time I felt that way was the Trish Stratus Becky Lynch match, which I thought was unbelievably good. And that was a couple before, months ago. Yeah. Before that though, I can't even remember when, uh, like the last time it was like a must see. You have to, you have to watch that match. It was insane. If we went, if, if we went through. I mean, listen, obviously comes to mind quickly is, you know, in the last year and year and a half, the Cody Seth one immediately comes to mind. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I would border on, I would, boy, you, you may disagree. I would border on the Logan Roman. I thought that was amazing. I absolutely loved their match. 
Um, I don't know if I, it's not on the same wrestling quality as, as Max and Kenny, but it's close. Um, but, but, but dip while you're a hundred percent, right. MJF and Kenny are the two best guys they got. They, they put them together in the ring. I mean, they're the two most mage guys in the company having a match for the first time ever. That, that's, you know what? It deserves credit. And we've obviously given it heaped plenty on it. But man, if you can't get a good match, if you can't get a wow, did you see that match between those two for the first time? Where are you getting that? That you need to get that. That's and frankly, they didn't tell us a good story leading to that match. But Max and Kenny individually came together and gave us that match. But they didn't build it right. You know, I do agree with you. Listen, I I want to be clear. The two-hour dynamite show moves quickly. And has a lot of fun things to see in it. Um, it's a different sort of thing than Raw, which at three hours we know on a given week can feel like a slog just because three hours is a very long program. I think the best comp, if you, if you're, if not that we even need to be in this space, but we can't help it because we love wrestling and, and frankly think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great too. If you want to have the, the best comp in talking about AEW and WWE, I think the best place to do that is Dynamite and SmackDown. I think that's the best conversation to have. The marquee two-hour show on WWE and the marquee two-hour show on AEW. I, I As I said earlier this week, I thought last Friday's SmackDown dip was full of good stuff. Like, I was like, wow, there's a lot of segments and interesting people on this show, which, by the way, means we should go to um, Crown Jewel. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Crown Jewel, which I don't know if you know this dip. It's happening tomorrow. And it's uh, going to be in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And it's starting at 1 o'clock Eastern, which means the kickoff show from beautiful Stamford, Connecticut will take place at noon, and featured on that kickoff show is Sami Zayn versus uh, J.D. McDonough, which is a fun little uh, kickoff show match. And let's see what match Dip cares about, if any. Do you care about Seth and Drew? No. Do you care about Rhea in the Fatal Five way with Nia, Shayna, Zoe, Raquel? Uh No. Because there is no competitor in that match that can beat Rhea Ripley at this moment. Um, do you care about Io versus Bianca? I do because I think Bianca is going to take the title back. She should, by the way. It's it's. I don't know if you were still on the show when I said. Were you still on the show when I said this the other day? It, it's time. No. The, the, uh, the, you asked if it were meaningful. I was uh, in another planet on Tuesday, but... Um, oh, yeah. Do you want to... Without saying anything, there was a lot of commentary on the post this week that people think you hate the podcast. Any any comments you'd like to make about what people said when they saw you on video staring off into space and not participating in the conversation? <laughs> oh, man. I, I tell you, my life is an unpredictable life, and, uh, you know, things that happen come up moment to moment that you don't... So, uh, so what you're saying is the face you were making during the videos that went up were not related to the podcast whatsoever? No, no, no. Mostly because you were talking and Greg wasn't. It, I mean, if Greg was talking, then the face might have been because of what he was saying, but it wasn't. That's right. That's right. That's correct. So please uh, f uh, forgive me, uh, uh, audience. No, they, I think people loved it. But um, I, I, thought, I thought it was hilarious. You are the miss. 
You're the Miz. I am the Miz. Not today. Today I'm feeling okay. No, this is, well, and we got a good, it's Friday. So Dip has a slightly lighter schedule. We didn't wake you up at the crack of dawn. This is, this is the, this is the best time to do the podcast. Friday midday For me, is beautiful. I, 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 I gotta, I gotta figure out a way on these Tuesdays to not be the Miz. I don't know what to do. Well, uh, I'm, you, have- you know, I'm taking, I'm taking a probiotic before I go to sleep. Uh, um, you know, I'm trying to get at least seven hours of sleep on Monday night. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's hard. You know, I'm, I'm going to bed early. I'm brushing my teeth. Uh, you know, I'm doing all the things you need saying to do. Saying prayers, eating vitamin. Yeah, I'm saying tons of prayers. Uh, vitamins. I'm, uh, you know, I don't have any left. I, I ran out of vitamins. I Troy, you want to jump in here? Yeah, I'm calling BS on Dip's uh, answer that he gave you to explain why he was the Miz. Go, go ahead. You know what? I think you were having fun, Peter, with the voice changer and the spooky. I mm-hmm. just think Dip doesn't like to have fun. He's like, why are we joking around? Yeah, he's he's yeah. serious about his wrestling. He doesn't want to have a good time. Yeah. He wants to get to the complaining. I like this. Tro- I like this take from Troy. Dip, do you want to respond? I Troy, I you know, I wish you knew me better. <laughs> wow, he loves to have fun. I love Halloween. It's I'm fun. one of the biggest. Stop doing that. See, look at you. Look at you. I'm, look one, at you. I'm one of the biggest Halloween guys in the biz today. Do you know? Do you know that last week? So on Fridays when I work from home, I've been using the voice changer on the K show, and I'll randomly like they'll be talking about something, and I'll just jump in and be like, "Hey, it's me, God. I'd like to weigh in on this." Uh, Zach Wilson. I would assume uh, Michael K hates this. No, he loves it. He's very. He'll, he'll ask me questions. Like, oh God, what were you going to say? And I'll be like, you yeah. know, Zach Wilson is is horrible. I'm embarrassed. I apologize for creating Zach Wilson. Uh, I don't know what to say. All right. Whatever it is, I'll do it for a second. We make a little goof. We move on. We then get a call last week from a guy who's like, I just wanted to say, if you have to use a voice changer, if you have to change your voice with the machine, maybe you shouldn't be doing radio. Okay. (laughs) It, It was, it was crazy um oh no he said he said if you have to use characters if you have to use characters maybe you shouldn't be on the radio uh, he i guess he was a big edward r murrow guy I, I don't know exactly what he was upset about but um no i i think dip has fun from time to time not all, but on, not on tuesdays he's a miserable wretch on tuesday it's it's hard to get up at seven in the morning and do a podcast before work oh really well, you you are rich. Does that, no, that's interesting. Keep going. I want to hear what this lifestyle. You're saying it's hard to wake up early and immediately be entertaining. How about that? But like five days earlier, your wife has left you. How do you how do you think that? Guys? I'm not a professional broadcaster. Hey, guys, we have good news. Everyone, hold on a second. Guess who it is? Hey guys, did you miss me? <laughs> wow you kidding me <laughs> live from mexico city the oh no now my dad's calling me i have to hang up on my dad sorry uh hey babe we're doing cheap heat right now anything you want to say to the peckerheads dip can hear you though you won't be able to hear him no i just wanted to say hi to you um i, don't, I could care less about the peckerheads i'm just kidding <laughs> oh my god i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding okay i don't good. know how to be a heel you turned me into a monster. <laughs> no, you're not very good at it. But Dip has your, Dip has stolen your heel phrase. He did. Well, oh, what? Which one? Come on, Dip. Give it to us. Give it. Give it to the people. I don't know what you're talking about. Your heel phrase. Your heel catchphrase. Sowie. Sowie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could hear him say it. All right, honey. I love you. I'll hit you later. Okay. Love you. Bye. There she is, live from Mexico City. Uh, I forgot to mention one thing. I wanted to. I wanted to say if if we were to uh, add somebody to Mount Schlumpmore, oh, uh, on the Mount Rushmore of schlumps, I, I got to put Tyson Fury up there. <laughs> my God. Oh, are you are you kidding me? He's <laughs> he's, he's the, the god, dude. What? He's the definition. The schlump of the cinch. Yeah the the disgusting <laughs> tire. 
tire, the, the spare tire of the millennium, including <laughs> hair all the way. Like he has the like heading down the ass crack hair in the middle of his back. I mean, he is repulse. <laughs> I truly appreciate. He makes me feel good. I look in the mirror and I go, I'm doing all right. You know, you're, you're you, you never know. Um, anyway, he's a schlump. Um, yeah, great schlump. One of the great Nganu, bad news. Not a schlump. bad news. Nganu, you're no schlump. He's not a schlump. <laughs> He's a lot of things. He's not a schlump. Um, um all right, let, let's finish the card. Hold on. Don't distract me, oh. please. So, um, uh, let's get to the big matches now. All due respect. There's, there, there's really four in my opinion, all due respect to the ones we already mentioned to me. There are four here in the middle, though, that make this a hell of a card, in my humble opinion. John Cena and Solo Sokoa. What happens here? Is this another one of Dip's least favorite obligatory Cena putting the young guy over? Is that the only way to go here? Or could we see John Cena actually hit a little attitude adjustment and win a match? I mean, I think the whole thing is I haven't won a match in forever, and and they put him with somebody who's safe to beat. It's so ridiculous. Wait, do you think that's? Do you, do you think that's the case? Do you think he's safe to beat Solo? You don't think it looks bad yeah. for Solo to lose? No. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it looks bad for Solo to lose. There's my take. I think he can cleanly beat Solo Sokoa, and that's that. Or he can not cleanly beat him. He could just beat him. But I don't think he's losing to Solo Sokoa, given that the entire, you know, lead up to this, the, the storyline here is that John Cena hasn't won in a while. But by the way, it's true. It's time for him to get a win. I don't disagree with the story. I just I, want him to put the hair on the head. The, 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 I just want him to, to get some, some propish a little, there. A, propish? little propish. What about just a little spray? A little tss, yeah. right before are you, they could fill that in, dude. He doesn't care. I did it. My last shoot that I did at at, at WWE, I, I took some new pictures. You saw the flyer that came out for my uh, ad week thing, right? Mm-hmm. Wearing the turtleneck gimmick. Yeah. They they uh they gave me the spray. They sprayed in the beard. Yeah. I said it was it, it had gotten a little low. Someone accidentally took it down too low, so there's some gaps there. So they gave me the little. Tss, and, I'd love and, to see you sans beard again. Not sans beard completely, but like what I have, you know. I can't. No, I can't do that. I, I can't. The only option I have is. What do you got under there? Is there something under there? There's either there's either nothing. There's either basically nothing, or I have it be full because you are blessed with a nice even beard. So because right. your beard is even all the way across. You can keep it like low, but still have it lined up and be even. Once I go to low and try to line it up, there's gaps everywhere. So the only right. way to eliminate the gaps and get the look that I like the most, which is probably my favorite look I ever had was at my wedding day. The only way to get to that is to like allow it to be more full, but it bothers you. You act as if I, I have look. Ebro's beard. I'm not Ebro. I looked at, I looked, I looked out. <laughs> Bless you. I lo uh, lucked out with my facial hair. You, you did. You did. Listen, we all have our wins. I didn't get any physical wins. No, I mean, I don't know what. No, you know what? Let me let me be let me be grateful and show some gratitude. Physical wins. My my beard is very dark for a man my age. I'll say that my beard is very dark. I I am noticing now that when people hit like thirty six, it feels like their entire beard is gray. I don't know if you're noticing that. A lot of gray. Uh, mine, is, mine is going. Ryan, see under here. Look, I'm, I have you're already starting. And, I have some gray in my beard, but I'm also you know 36 going on 86. So that's true. That's true. That's not you have you your your best physical attribute is your voice, and is for you. But does that count? That counts yeah. as a physical attribute. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with my voice as well. <laughs> Can I pay you a compliment, Peter? Maybe I, backhand a compliment. I would. You think I would ever turn down a compliment? Do you know? Hello, hi. Yeah, no, I'm hosts. good. You all have egos. As far as short, balding men go, hmm. I think you are the cream of the crop in terms of attractiveness. I will say your style, your sense of style, 
skyrockets your attractiveness. You wear a suit very, very well. Wow. I really, really, it did. It started out a little bit rough. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. When, can I when get you a start, credit for this? Yeah, yeah. Dippers, hold on. Can, can I get, hold on. Can I take in the compliment? I, I didn't before, think you were going to get to that, though. I didn't you, sense it. Where do you think he was going to go? No, you. I didn't think you were eventually going to get to crediting me with you. I, you didn't dressing even give nicely. me. You didn't even give me three seconds. I mean, right, Troy, have you go ever ahead. witnessed anything like that? Yeah, I immediately you, got defensive about this. I mean, you the the compliment stealer. By the way, aren't you supposed to be as my representation totally silent about it? And part of the job is just making me look that way, and you don't tell a soul. Now it's the time. Now we need to tell the people. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I thank you. I appreciate that. Dip has put in a lot of work to getting my um, dress up game together. If you look on my IG story, yesterday I put together a fit that years ago was not even possible, where I was wearing the full suit. Dip, I wore the uh, I wore the Daigle one of the Daigle uh, overcoats that I got at that sale that day. It looked tremendous, tremendous. Did you, have it, you, you had it altered. Not, I didn't even have it altered yet. I just threw it on. I, I needed to just wear it. It, it got How cold. How are the sleeves? And, did you do the sleeves? Were you bunching up you, the sleeves? There's no, you can't bunch up an overcoat. That's too difficult. It's like, even me, I can't look. But I can you're, bunch this. You're a, uh, but you're, see, you, 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 you're now dressing much nicer. Okay. But if you bunch. But, uh, well, bunch. You, uh, there's no stopping the bunching. You, you're going to bunch sleeves until the day. Yeah, you'll be at your funeral. You'll be in the casket and you're going to, you're going to have a sign on you, taped to you that says, Make before I die, bunch up my sleeves before I'm buried. <laughs> You're going to be me bunched with, in the casket. Bury me with my sleeves bunched. <laughs> <laughs> the name of my next album. <laughs> exactly. I, I leave all my Sam Evans paintings to Dipperstein. Yeah. I leave all my nice sneakers to Stat Guy Greg and uh, all my money to the, you know, the ASPCA. And uh, and make sure when I'm buried, you bunch my sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> that's you what's know, gonna yeah. Dip, you're gonna have to really, as the years go on, like fill out a little bit and gain some weight, so I can leave you with like my, my luxury clothing. Like, I what am I gonna do with like my luxury sweatshirts? If I they're gonna go to someone who won't appreciate them, I'll so alter in, them. I have them altered. You'll have like them altered. Okay. As long as you'll, yeah. As long as you'll have them altered. Have, you, have um, a, you have a nice like Gucci hoodie collection, right? That's it's it's getting it's getting better. Um, all right, we still didn't get through the card. So you think John Cena will win? That's yep. that's dips that's dips yep. Uh Cody Wodes and Damian Priest. I think it's got to be Cody Wodes. Has to be Cody Wodes. Uh, this Cody this Wodes. this is you know I'm not a big win loss guy, but in, with the case of Cody. He got to stack wins against meaningful people uh, at some point here. It's, this is another win for Cody. Um, Way Mysterio versus Logan Paul. You already know how I feel. I think this is Logan Paul takes that title. Thoughts? Agreed. Yeah, I'm surprised there are people out there who don't think that's going to happen. And lastly, Woman Waynes versus L.A. Knight. Yeah. Woman wanes. L.A. Knight. Yeah, it has to be, right? But, I mean, can you imagine? The I want to see what the, Sa I, I wanna see what the Saudi uh, crowd thinks of L.A. Knight. I think he's going to be Ove like Rove, dude. I think he's going to be Ove like Rove. My personal opinion. Just a thought. Um, SUG never turned up to the uh, episode today, did he? What time does this show start tomorrow? Uh, kickoff show starts at 12 noon and a one o'clock start for the uh, official card. Mail. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So many emails. I love these people. SM Norris writes us. Wrestling is great. Hey, guys. Greg's story about the vet made me felt seen. We watch all the same stuff. Add NWA Wow and MLW on YouTube throughout the week. I have wrestling to watch every day, plus a couple of hours of 2K and Fight Forever on PS5 and Xbox a week, and daily WWE Mayhem on my phone. Oh, boy. 
with all this wrestling, I still am with a life, hashtag with a life, seeing at least one movie per week, going to concerts and liquor tastings. I'm living a pretty good life. Mine is having to go to work five days a week. Stay mage. I got to tell that's, you, though. But that's you, the but you, did, but you didn't mention, he didn't mention whether he's with a wife. Because I don't know that you could be with a life and with a wife and and doing that much a week. That that was a lot to get in a week. Wow. I mean, I'll watch Wow if I'm like in a hotel and I'm just flipping channels and I randomly see like a women's wrestling show. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'll, I'll keep it on for a few minutes. But I mean, this guy's making time on the daily for everything. I got to tell you, I downloaded the new 2K game. Uh, what do you mean? I, I mean the last I, I, one. Not the new you, game. I I I I uh, I, I told I don't know if I, I bought a I bought a PlayStation Five. Okay. It was staring at me at the in, at Best Buy. I went to go buy a speaker and like there was a PS Five there and I'm like you know what? You had to do the right thing. I just said put it on the counter and then I'm gonna buy it. So I bought it. Um, I plugged it. By the way, I plugged it in myself. This is the first what? time in my life. This is the first time in my life I was able to plug in and and figure out how to. How to uh, properly use a, a gaming console by myself? Usually, my father would set super it up proud, baby, or or some electrician would set it up. This one I did by myself, so I should be you know good for up. you. Yes, we you deserve all the praise. I downloaded the the, the game again, the two K game. I got I got to tell you, I mean, it is unbelievable. Oh, no, they, they they they're doing something over there with the WWE two K. There's something going on. You know, it's so real. And it's really hard too. So it's, uh, well, some might say too hard. And then I downloaded UFC Five. Troy. How's that? I, I got to tell you, it, it, it's it's too hard. It's too hard. I, I don't know. Like I don't know if you've played it yet or, or anything, but the graphics are psychosis. I mean, it, it's like you're staring at a, at a real fight, and the blood and like the the, the bruising and the 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 whole the damage that you take or whatever and everything looks real but like once you start trying to block and once you start like grappling on the on the like the ground or whatever it's like i don't even i it's like a physical impossibility to get it right I, I, there's so many things to do and consider dealing with the stamina as well all right you're uh, both boring me male um how about this this is touching memory of my grandfather SGG's story of his interaction with the Vietnam vet made me remember an interaction I had with my grandfather, who's no longer with us. It was probably the early 2000s, and I was kind of watching wrestling, but it wasn't the Attitude Era, so I wasn't as in. I remember staying, uh, sa staying with my grandfather sometime after my grandmother passed away. The thing with my grandfather, Pa, as we called him, he was a very quiet man, very nice, but always kind of in the background of my grandmother's large personality. Me being a kid at the time, Always had superficial conversations with him until I walked in the living room one day and saw him watching SmackDown. I couldn't believe it. I asked him why he was watching it. He told me he liked the stories and that the wrestlers were some of the best athletes in the world. At that time, my mom wasn't a fan of me watching wrestling because she had a mindset of, of other parents that I'd be swayed to violence because I watched. Luckily, I could say, well, Pa watches it and she couldn't say a word. Regardless, thank you, SUG, for the story of your interaction because it made me remember my grandfather and reassured me why I love wrestling and think it's great. Stay mage, Mark. It's really nice. I, I there's a we all have versions of that story. We don't all have versions of that story. I mean, my grandfather did watch wrestling, but I don't remember it particularly. My mom told me that my grandpa used to watch wrestling because in the case of my grandfather, he was an immigrant. English was okay, not perfect, and it's an easy thing to consume and enjoy. And he liked Bruno San Martino. Um, let's take one more here. Mail. Hey, Rosenberg, Staten Dip. If you haven't seen it yet, take a look at the AW exclusive video of MJF and Omega after their match, a collision. Make sure you check it out. Kenny basically talks about getting older and not being able to do the same things he used to, but still planning to be the best bout machine in the future. He also talks about feeling confident about leaving AW and MJF's hands while he is gone. I don't know if Kenny has more surgery scheduled or is just planning to take some extended time off after the first of the year, but this may be the reason they held the match now if Kenny is not going to be involved in the first one or two AEW pay-per-views of 2024. Also, my cousin and I noticed different body types of the devil getting involved in MJF's affairs. 
We think Tony Khan hasn't actually decided who the devil is going to be or if it was supposed to be Adam Cole, who is on the shelf right now. Robo and B-more. That's a very good message and very interesting insight on Kenny Omega. I hope the reason that they're not that he's saying this is because he's leaving AEW and we're going to get Kenny Omega WWE. Probably not, huh? Nah, I don't think that's happening. You, you telling me right now, are you telling me right now Kenny Omega gets the phone call from Triple H, who is obviously, we know, an appreciator of, of great workers. Triple H calls him and says, hey, dude, can we get together and talk? I think you should. we should talk about some stuff. And you don't Triple think H, that call has happened before? And Triple H says, I, wa- I want to talk about you finishing your career here. He, Kenny Omega goes, no, that's just not me. You don't think that, that that's crossed someone's mind? I don't know. I'm sure it has. Dude. I don't. I, I don't know if the phone call's ever been made. Don't. Why are you so sure? I'm not so sure, but I'm pretty sure. The I don't phone know call's anything. been made. Just, I don't know anything, but I mean, I. I. He's one. One of the most famous non WWE wrestlers on earth. You know, don't maybe you the think? most. I know, yeah. but these things. A lot of times, the thing that you think would have happened hasn't. Right, because like at the time at which Kenny Omega became truly the biggest he's ever been, that exactly coincides with the start of AEW, and he's been a cornerstone piece over the last five years. Maybe Triple H never made the call in the previous years prior to when AEW started, but maybe uh, now would be the time. You think he was as big as he ever? I mean, he was bigger eight years ago. I don't think I mean, so. I think the biggest he ever the, was the allure. Was right the allure was bigger many years ago. Yeah, maybe only may, wrestling in Japan. For the most yeah, part. maybe, but he's now a bigger star. Once AEW started, he became a bigger star yeah, in America. Household wrestling name, yes, so, yes. I, so, so it's possible it makes more sense to happen now. Um, everyone, we love wrestling. We think it's great. Uh, I hope you'll watch the kickoff show and all of Crown Jewel tomorrow. I'm having a couple of peckerheads over to the house. Uh, Mister Zachary Linder will be here. Um, Brian Maxwell Mann will be here as well. And we're going to consume wrestling and enjoy it because we also happen to think that it's great. And SGG will be back on Tuesday. Uh, Dipperstein, miserable Dipperstein, perhaps on Tuesday. Maybe we should just save you for Fridays. You're, you're so miserable on Tuesday. You're kicking me off Tuesday? <laughs> it's a consideration. You're kicking me off? I've been, I, I've I been bad. I've been bad. I, I think this version of Dipperstein would 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 choose to kick off the Tuesday version of Dipperstein. It's it's hard. It's it's, it's a rough day for the dip, the Miz. Do you want to? Do you think maybe you should do an episode? Should we like use the technology and have Tuesday Dipperstein and Friday Dipperstein host together? <laughs> that that would be that would be something. Um, everyone enjoy the weekend and we'll do it again on Tuesday rosenbergbeats at gmail.com we appreciate you stay mage guys and uh, enjoy yourself stay mage at this time I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty sweet sweet Peter Rosenberg and then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together also ladies and gentlemen at this time I would like to introduce Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.